I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, this is the... uh first uh, solo edition of spits and suds i think so i'm not uh we'll we'll learn about uh how that goes uh, gavin has had, had a prior commitment tonight and who knows maybe may join us mid-show if not but uh it's uh so he's not here to do the intros and uh so i'm sean shapiro um gavin's much better at the intros of i'm here from d magazine chap shots and uh, of course, of Spits and Suds, the podcast, and we're talking after game one of a, another uh, Stars overtime, Stars overtime loss in game one of a series, and it's a uh, it's a trend that's quite odd. Third overtime game of the postseason for Dallas, um, all of them coming in game one of series, all three with the Stars losing. And we saw the script, obviously, from the first two rounds where in Minnesota, Dallas responded and won the series. Last round against Seattle, they responded and won the series. And uh, tonight is a, a setting with for the Stars where they go. It was a very weird game. And I just uh, wrote something about this for D Magazine. And, and um, Game one to me is always the first round where it's the first it's the it's the closest game of a series to a regular season game because the stars have just gotten coming off come off a series of familiarity and what they've been used to against the Seattle Kraken and now you have to adjust to a different opponent so it makes it much more like regular season hockey where two where the two sides are. Um, the two different styles come into play and there is a uh, in both in, and there's still some unfamiliarity between teams by the end of game one going into game two. Everyone knows what everyone's going to do. It's playoff hockey game one. There's still some unfamiliarity and some in some things where teams have to adjust and the chess match is kind of opening. It's kind of like the opening move of the chess match. And with Dallas tonight, I think that. Um, we really saw Vegas schematically confuse the stars. Um, the stars are a good team when are a very good team when it comes to handling the, uh, the very good team when it comes to handling and creating on the rush. And one of the things that they, when, when the stars are created on the rush, they're attacking with speed, they're attacking with transition and, 
they struggled a little bit early on in the series against Seattle, but then figured it out. And Seattle is a very aggressive team in the neutral zone, while Vegas is a little bit more of a is a more passive team in the neutral zone. And watching the Stars tonight, there seemed to be um, there there seemed to be more of a uh, they, they were kind of almost playing and expecting more of the aggressive approach that they saw from Seattle, and and Vegas didn't really come with that. Instead, Vegas basically shaped Dallas, if that makes any sense, kind of shaped them out of their typical attack. Um, the, uh, the Vegas, they work really well as a unit. It's uh, for in hockey terms, it's, I'm going to use some nerdy hockey terms here where after the F1, you have your F2 and your F3 and then your D1 and your D2. And in the neutral zone, they work F2 and F3 and D1 and D2 work really well in a box and um, they kind of contain the zone and they contain the shape. And against Seattle, you saw the Kraken kind of break out of that a little bit more. So the stars, as they figured out the Kraken would look for the space where those guys were going. And tonight, um, instead of just taking the space given to them, you kind of almost saw Dallas looking and trying to um, react to something that wasn't coming. And I think they got, kind of got caught up by, by the Vegas neutral zone trap and by, in, in their own head of switching up opponents. Um, it's you, you go through the, the game from that. And that's kind of one of the, one of the reasons the game went the way it did was because Vegas really stifled the stars offensive attack and the way they approached um, the one couple times that Dallas did create on the rush. We saw Ropa Hintz's goal um, where that happened. Um, and it's, uh, but that that's going to be a big talking point for the stars going forward. Um, how can you get back to creating on the rush? How can you focus on making the next move in the chess match? That is a series to make it all work. That being said, Dallas comes out of the first period up one, nothing. Jason Robertson gets a bit of a really weird goal. First, even strength goal of the playoffs for Robertson. And you can, you can kind of see a bit of the monkey off of the back reaction when he scored and everything like that. Um, and this was uh, the first period. With, I mean, that was a chance that Dallas really had a chance to, with how much Vegas controlled possession and controlled the puck for Dallas to come out one, nothing that sh- that could have been your moment to really take control of the game. You get your goal scorer back in, you get your guy from the big one who we've been talking, Gavin and I, and everyone's been talking about, you need Robertson to score. You need Robertson to score. And he finally does it. Um, comes with a weird bounce off of the Zamboni door. That's where the Zamboni is in Vegas. That's why on, on the, on the rim around by Petrangelo, puck goes off the the Zamboni door and works its way over. And it's, and it, and it's a lucky break. It is a lucky break, but once you get luck, you then build on it and create an opportunity. It's Rope hints goes to the right place. Robertson drifts a little bit. I sometimes compare him to like a number nine forward in soccer, like kind of like that natural got that, that forward who may do nothing the entire game, but knows the right space to go. And we just hadn't seen that in the playoffs and, we saw it. He drifted away and, and and scores the goal. Dallas really needed to use that as a moment to jump on things. Um, second period, 
the we see Vegas comes out and one of the things that we're going to see a ton of in this series from the Golden Knights is we're going to see a lot of working the puck low to high and um, low to high shots from the point, um, having defensemen fire the puck. And we're going to see a ton of that this series. And we saw a lot of that shot selection in the first period, but it wasn't efficient by Vegas. In the second period, Vegas started to become a lot more efficient in how they approached it. We started to see them create more traffic in front of Onager. They started getting more players through to the slot. We started seeing more of those opportunities where it's great to work the puck back to the point, but you it's what you do between the shot and the goalie that's important. And Vegas started doing that better in the second period. And that's how Vegas ties this game in the second period. A big shot by Zach Whitecloud from the point. Hard bounce off the boards. I've heard the boards are pretty lively in Vegas, so it's actually something that they it's it's not as lively as the old Joe Lewis Arena, which was like famously one of the most like lively boards in the NHL. But um, Vegas will will do that sometimes. They'll intentionally take that shot that is intentionally wide of the net for the big bounce off the boards, and William Carlson gets on gets gets the play, um, gets gets the puck, beats Ryan Suter the puck and. You got a tie game, 1-1, going into the third period. And you go, you've got a 1-1 game going into the third period. And and we're, we'll talk about both the Stars goals, and it's, and it's good, and it's important, and everything like that. But one of the weirdest things about this loss for the Stars is a lot of it comes at the hands of the players that are normally their rocks um, in, in Heishkinen and Jake Ottinger. Um, Ottinger made some good saves. Take, don't, don't take anything away from him. He had the big save on Jack Eichel and on the, on the breakaway in the first period. Um, had a couple of good saves in the third period as well, but third period goal about a minute 20 in, um, William Carlson through this in the slot and a slot's a good spot to get a shot. That's fine. But um, that's a save where five hole, it beats Ottinger clean. You, you need the save from your goalie in that moment. And especially at this time of year, Um, Vegas was getting those saves from Aiden Hill. The, uh, if you watched the, the Florida Carolina game the other night, (laughs) they obviously got those saves. They just went to four overtimes for a reason. And uh, so William Carlson scores a goal that Jake Ottinger needs to stop. That's a, that's a rough look for Ottinger. Dallas responds. They rope a hints who it's, it's one of the few transition plays of rush plays throughout the entire game for Dallas. And he finishes it off. Hints is now the playoff uh, leading goal scorer right now. I mean, obviously if Dallas doesn't goes and do, does the whole thing, he's going to be a consummate favorite. Um, and that's great. That's great. You have a, you have a tie game and then the other guy, the first, the other first round pick from 2017 then gets burned for the goal that puts Vegas up three, two, um, Keegan Colasar, who's he's, I mean, he's a, he's a fourth liner. He beats Miro Heshkin into the net, a play where, um, so often we talk about Miro Heishkinen's ability to skate plays to death, to angle guys away, to poke pucks away, everything like that. And Keegan Kolasar beats Heishkinen on this play. And that's 
that's surprising. That is something that's not supposed to happen, that not normally going to happen. Uh, we saw Hayskin lose a couple guys tonight, actually. We saw the Eichel breakaway came with him sneaking away from Hayskin. And so Keegan Colasar, of all people, makes Miro Hayskin look human, goes to the net, gets tripped by Hayskin, runs into Jake Ottinger. Um, puck sitting there, right there, and Teddy Bluger is able to put it away for the rebound. Um, I know I saw there's some people, there's a, there's a Stars Discord channel. I know that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That uh, that I sometimes interact with people on there, and I saw on Twitter that people were wondering, so the stars have challenged that play. And you, 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 you shouldn't have, because... It wasn't while Jake Ottinger was, yes, by definition, interfered with the interference came from Colasar was tripped by Hashkin at the end of the play. And you lose that challenge. Um, the rules of the NHL now you would have you would now be on the penalty kill. Vegas scores in the power play and you've killed the game there. And hockey coaches are risk averse. So you're not going to do that. So you're down three two, And. It's the two goals in the third period come from your two of your best players getting beat. Now, stars battle back. You start to, they started to create some more chances you have, and and you get with a minute 59 remaining, you get the Jamie Ben, you get the Jamie Ben tie, Jamie Ben goal to tie it up. Um, kind of so often throughout the game, um, we saw little plays where, the stars maybe weren't digging it, making life as difficult as they could have on Aiden Hill. There were some things like Wyatt Johnson had a chance in the first period and everything like that on the power play. But uh, Aiden Hill wasn't, didn't have to work as hard as he probably could have throughout this game. And the, the game time goal minute 59 remaining, it's really like Jamie Ben's going to get the goal, but I look at this play and I look at, the Joe Pavelski setup as the um, really as the as, as the catalyst for all of it. Puck sitting there, and, and Pavelski did, got a whole career of being in that very difficult area, being in that space where he has always instinctually made the right play from that spot. And you could call it dumb luck. You could call it it could, it could have been a lucky play. Maybe it was. It could have been intentional. I'm not sure. Um, but puck sitting there and Pavelski basically makes a back heel pass with his skate to Ben to finish to, to set up the goal. And it's one of those plays where it, in a very weird way, like Joe Pavelski comes to town, saves the day. Um, remember back in the, the first round game one against Seattle, Pavelski has four goals against the Kraken in game one and they lose in overtime. So it's almost fitting that that he has a pretty nice setup to tie the game and force overtime again, and and down and and then they lose, and so that takes us to overtime. And it was the only shot of overtime, and it, this one's not as much on Hayshinen as is on Ottinger, but 
we talk about a calm, composed Jake Ottinger, and we talk about how he controls the moment and the team builds off of him and everything like that. And he looks incredibly scrambly and lost on this play where Brett Howden, Howden scores the game winner from below the goal line and banks it off Ottinger's own leg and into the net. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's the last period in overtime for Jake Ottinger were rough. Miro Heishkin didn't have a great last period in overtime. And if you are a Dallas fan, um, one of the best things about all of this is this is what you've become accustomed to losing game one in overtime. Um, the stars losing in overtime was a, was a common theme was a, was a, was a commonality throughout the entire regular season for Dallas. Like the, the way they, they were so bad at three on three overtime in the regular season. So the fact they're zero and three in NHL playoff overtime and all of them in game one, really, really, I guess maybe it shouldn't surprise us at all. So, Stars have been here before, and that's how you're going to bounce back. From, you know how to bounce back from that. The other two biggest names that need to bounce back, and you know that they are going to have the and, – and you know that we've seen them bounce back before is Miro Heishkinen, obviously, who we saw the bounce back from the puck to the face, and he comes back from into the Seattle series and is – incredibly has an incredibly strong game playing with the with the fishbowl cage on his face and everything like that and we always talk about rebound jake ottinger who is one of the best who is has always had a really good really good bounce back performance as we saw it from game six to game seven last series and we've seen it throughout his career now already now i'll be honest i'm not really thrilled with the amount of times he's had to bounce back that's a whole that's a whole that's a whole nother issue but Overall, from a Dallas perspective, bouncing back, you're like, okay, it's just game. You lost game one on the road in overtime. It's not really, it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, the last two times you lost game one on the road, you lost it. Um, sorry, last two times you lost game one, you lost it at home. I mean, you're still to and pardon the Vegas based pun, but you're still playing with house money, right? Like there's, there's the old hockey cliche. It's series doesn't start till a road team wins. And so the uh, stars will, if you can, if you can just get the split and you can, you can get the split on Sunday, you come back to Dallas for game three and four and it's uh, and you're in a pretty good spot before this series. Um, I, I picked Dallas to, I picked Dallas to win this. I picked Dallas to win this series before. Not that it'll be close. I think it probably. I think it'll probably be Game Six or Seven. But just like after I, just like after Game One of the Minnesota and the Seattle series, I this this result doesn't change my pick. I think Pete DeBoer and his staff are going to have a have quite have an adjustment period um, going into Game Two. There's going to be there's probably going to be quite an extensive look with players at the Vegas neutral zone four check and looking at how Vegas defends the blue line for the stars to adjust. But we saw the stars adjust before. And I think there's still the chance for that. Um, I think there's other, the other big like silver lining on all of this is Jason Robertson put the puck in the net and he scored the goal. And I think 
there is a natural chance for and like momentum to roll with Jason Robertson and the stars aren't going to win this series. If Jason Robertson doesn't do more at five on five, the rest of the series. Um, but I, I think with, with Robertson, this is a, this is an opportunity and this is a chance to build even within a loss and hints is still rolling. Um, I think there's some, you still have some other pieces that look good. I thought Wyatt Johnson had a pretty good game tonight. Um, I thought Dadanov had some good moments. Even Tyler Sagan had some pretty good moments too. And um, it's, it's, we give them praise all the time. So we have to say it. Miro Hishkin and Jake Ottinger needed to be better tonight. And in some of the biggest moments they weren't. And that's really one of the reasons Dallas lost this game. And if those are the two guys you're asking to be better, I'm not overly worried. Um, from a from a Vegas perspective, I think the Stars need to get more on Aiden Hill. I think I mean Aiden Hill's a good goalie; he's a great story and everything like that. And he put up those numbers against Edmonton, who's a great team and everything like that. But I still feel like they could have done more to make life more difficult for Aiden Hill. And I also think that the uh, the stars need to do a little bit more to make things more difficult for the the Vegas defense when it comes to putting them on their heels. It's uh, I told Gavin I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I just hit 20 minutes. I told Gavin I would do 20 minutes by myself. So uh, I did, I don't have him to cue me up or keep me on track. So um, there's all negative reviews for this episode. You can forward right to my inbox. That's okay. Uh, thanks you to everyone for reading and listening and uh, coming along for this, this, this 20 minute monologue on game one. And we will have a more structured, uh, better flowing show for game two, but uh, yeah, it's been fun. And thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, I won't even subject you to, to, like Gavin, I always give Gavin credit for telling people to go buy my book. I won't even subject you guys to do that. You guys have heard the link enough times. So thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great weekend. And we will uh, we will talk after uh, game two on Sunday.